ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Monday, February 11th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, for the next hour. We're going to come to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. And joining me, as he always does, why? Because he has no other place to hang out. Dave Walsh, the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, is with me on the program as well. And, of course, every Monday we invite you to come down to the Union Pub and Grill. We've got several great reasons. One, I'm here. Yep. Dave is here. Also, uh, the other reason, maybe the more attractive reason, dollar fifty bottles, two dollar call shots, yes. right here every Monday. It's great the Monday special. Service, great service, great service. No, it's not great service. It's fantastic, fantastic service. service. There you go. It's, it's, it's truthful. Truthful. It, it's fantastic service. So we you got walked the, in today. Was already waiting for you. That's what I love. Yeah, I walk I in. There it is. Here, here's yep. here's your beverage, sir. That's right, sir. Let's roll. Let's rock. Now, I can't guarantee that they're, they're going to know your order right away. You've got to get down here first, though, yes. for them to know your order. And you can right. do that at the Union Pub and Grill. Okay, I think we've hyped up the Union just enough. <laughs> yes. Uh, we made Herbie happy, the uh, proprietor. Yes. Do we want to move ahead? Um, well, it depends on where you're moving. Well, I definitely have to look back, so I don't uh, know if I want to move ahead by looking back. No, because some of the numbers aren't on one side. Well, both sides are not good, but one's really, really tough right now with two big coming coming this weekend. They're, they're behind the eight ball. Yeah, they are. They're in pod two, by the way. Marshall, we're yes. talking about Marshall basketball. So the Thundering Herd goes into Tudor Fieldhouse. It's a place they've never lost. lost right. Never lost. Never. Yeah, they lost. I know. They lost 74-69. First time ever there. Didn't break 70. That's mm. Johnny Buckets at 13. <laughs> C.J. Burks had 24. Yeah. Jansen Williams had 14. Tavion Kinsey, the previous game I talked up because he had a great game. He yeah. had six. Yeah. Uh, Jared West had eight. Um, Watson had two. He had a little uh, foul trouble, so he couldn't yeah. participate as much. And Christian Thinneman had two. That's he played, it. He got a few minutes. Thinneman did. He got a few minutes. He got 16 minutes. Yeah. But he was 0 of 2, and he made both of his um, – well, he made uh, two of his four free throws. Free throws. 0 of 2 from the three-point line. Johnny Buckets was 12 uh, shots. I mean, he, he threw up 12. Yeah. Hit two. That's I'm stunned by that number still. Two of 12? That's Johnny Buckets for I know, you. you got to think they're 10 foot, 10 foot home and away. But sometimes you wonder, did Tudor have it a little too high, a little too low? Because that's not his nature. I don't know. Two went, buckets. It went in for C.J. Burks, four of yeah. nine from the three-point line. Johnny Buckets uh, was five of 18. He was one of three from the free throw line. He was two of 12 from the three-point line, five of 18 overall. C.J. Burke's a lot better, 8 of 17, 4 of 9 from the three-point line, and he hit 4 of 4 from the free-throw yep. line, 24 points there. It was not your typical Thundering Herd performance. Again, well, at least it's not the performance you expect, but they haven't been very good on the road all season no, long. No, ever since Old Dominion, Charlotte, it's like some. Remember, Paul, one time they were 5-0? and oh, Yeah. Now they're 6-6. Six and six. They Five. went to Old Dominion and won, Charlotte and won. Started out 5-0, and oh, and then it's just it's been mystifying. They came home, won, and then they went on the road, and everyone thought, oh, they had the three-game road trip. That's what hurt them. That's yes. what killed them. They're going to get back home. It's going to be fine. They don't do necessarily yeah, everything they, they need there. to. They split. So you're kind of, okay, a little shock there. Go on the road. Can't get it done either. Wasn't the travel. That's not a problem. No. Normal travel this time. Yeah. So what's the problem? 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's so many questions you can ask. And Danny's going to address them tonight, I'm sure, on his show down there, so to speak. But it's it's hard, disheartening because the first thing you're going to look at right now is standings. And you mentioned before we went on the air, they're looking at pod two right now. It's going to, it would take a miracle to get to pod one. A miracle. They're going to be scoreboard watching Southern Miss, but I do believe if Southern Miss can split, and they ended up tied. Southern Miss has got the tiebreaker. If it's head-to-head, I'm not sure how exactly how that works. So it's pod two. That's not what they were hoping for. Well, what you're hoping is you went out, you're eight and six, yeah. and you hope that Southern Miss some, loses out. Some, yeah. That's it. Yep. That's uh, what's going to have UTS, to happen. And, you know, Southern Miss has to play UTSA and UTEP at home. They have at home. They can split. Worst case for them, hey, I think they can split. I mean, I hate what UTSA is playing. Yeah, I hate to sit there and think, okay, Southern Miss is, can split. I mean, the only thing that happens here is you're in pod two. You don't get the uh, first round bye. Yeah. That's the bad thing. You don't get the first round bye, but you are in a pod as well with UAB, maybe FAU, maybe Rice, maybe FIU. That's probably you're playing in your last four games, probably. And you can win those games, and then you're a strong six. That's the thing. You're not in that first pod, and that's going to hurt you seed-wise. You're playing every day. Right, because you can't work your way. Once you're locked in the pod, that's the only thing. You're locked into that pod. You can't work your way up to a a first-round bye. Yes, last year was three games. This year they'll have to play four. If they do it, that's hard. That's hard. They've done it before. Yes. I won it, but they've gotten to the championship game going forward. Right. So it can happen. Right. And you hope that maybe somebody who has a first-round bye loses. Like last year. That would Middle. help. Middle took it down last year. That would help. First round. Right now, Old Dominion's strong in this conference, and Marshall beat them. Right. Right out of the gate. UTSA is looking pretty good. North Texas is solid. Western yeah. Kentucky. Hey, Western they, Kentucky goes on the road and takes care of business uh, yeah, to a I degree. Mean, they're eight and four. Yeah, and they, they've got the same two teams Marshall's got this weekend. UAB Middle. They you know flip, and right now the the little guard that played well here and Bassey's double double and every time on the floor and uh, you know they won two big ones on the road. Yeah, Rice. They beat Rice in double overtime, overtime. ninety two eighty five, and then they beat North Texas sixty two fifty nine. That was huge to beat North Texas because North Texas was you know probably one of the I won't say sleepers, but ones that when it started, you're going, okay, where'd they come from? But they've been for real all year. And then uh, Western, maybe Western, remember, they're picked to win it, so maybe they're standing up to their uh, preseason hype, so to speak. Well, they're trying to fight themselves into a upper echelon spot. I thought that they would be there. I just yeah. didn't think Marshall would not. No. And Player of the Week honors come out today from Conference USA. Keaton Wallace from UTSA is your Player of the Week. And all then right. Charles Bassey from Western Kentucky is your Freshman of the Week. He wins it again. He has won it <laughs> how many times? Three straight, seven times. If I if that, yeah, I've done my math right here. He won it on November twelfth, November nineteenth. <laughs> he won it on December tenth. He won it on December thirty fourth, thirty first, and then he won it again on January twenty eighth, February fourth, and February eleventh. So if he takes the floor, he's got a shot. Seven. He's won it seven times. <laughs> he's, he's got a shot. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we he's, saw him here. He's your freshman of the year in Conference USA. You know, they're projecting a one and done. I'm, we saw him here, and I'm not. You know, that's a big step, a one and done. But they're still saying it, so we'll see. I don't think so, but we'll see. I hope he gets the right advice. I know some people. You wonder sometimes they get advice, and no, didn't work out. Didn't work out. So thundering herds dug themselves a hole, 
but the good news is they're not eliminated from anything. They no. just have a little more difficult road. I mean, that's the positive spin on this. Yeah. There's still basketball to be played. Right. They've got two games, and then we get into bonus play. Right. And the only bad thing is they're going to be locked into a secondary pod, not the first pod. And then they'll maybe maintain that sixth spot. Hopefully, the good news is they have an opportunity to maintain. Right. They might drop. They might lose several of those games and then drop down a little bit, and then they're going to be playing a better team. Yep. They're going to be playing a better team anyway, but you don't want to drop too far down in that pod system because you'll be playing a really good team. Yeah. But you got to go through everybody anyway. you got to play sooner or later. So you can't complain. Right. You're in the tournament. Seeding is important, but you're going to have to beat somebody anyway. Yeah. If you have to play them the first day or the third day or the fourth day, you're <laughs> yes. going to have to beat them to win Remember the championship. Remember last year, seeded fourth, and they did it. So. That extra day is nice, though, isn't yes. it? It would be. It would be. But they've got to contend with a team that's ahead of them right now. And as you mentioned, uh, Southern Miss has got UTSA first, and then they'll take on UTEP. Right. They're, they might be the hottest team in the league right now. They've just, I mean, I can't remember the last time they got beat. Old Dominion's come on. You know, except for the uh, collapse at UTSA when they uh, had an 18-point lead with four minutes to go and didn't make it. So... It's going to be an interesting thing, so to speak. You know, and another thing, Paul, getting prepared today, you look at some numbers, a couple of statistics at Marshall. We've been looking at all year. Rebounding. They're at the bottom of the league in rebounding. That's not good. Three-point shooting. They're 12th shooting. And last, the other team shooting three points best against Marshall. That's their thing. But on the flip side, I mean, you think about this, block shots. Remember Penable left? You believe Marshall's number two in the league in blocks behind Western. Jansen Williams is number three individually. I believe that. Assists, they're third. Steals, second. And that's their game, though. Yeah. That's their game right now. And check this. Of all the teams in the league, 14 teams, right? Attendance, Marshall, number one, 66-27 per game. I'm not surprised by that. No, I mean, because we're going to – how many times have we been there? Seven, 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 seven. They're number one in the league. And I think they'll have a good crowd this weekend as well. Yes, because there's a lot at stake. Uh, and I, I guess you get a little extra time on Thursday with an 8 o'clock start. But you come back on Saturday afternoon at 2. So, works out. It works out. But, I mean, number one in the league in attendance, not bad. Because there's gonna a need time, it. there was a time there that was not going to happen. They're going to need it on Saturday. They're going to need, need it this weekend. They're going to need it Thursday, Thursday too. They're they going to need, need it differently. They need the sixth man or whatever you call it in basketball. We are coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. We are here until 6 o'clock. And don't forget, every Monday when you come to the Union Pub and Grill, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots, the Monday special. You can enjoy that all day long right here at the Union Pub and Grill. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you. Thundering herd, not victorious this weekend on the road, but at home. Uh, slightly different story. Now, we talked about their success against right. North Texas, but what we failed to mention, Dave, was the women had a big contest on Saturday as well. They fell to Rice, but... 
unbelievable different game. situation. Yeah, they had over a thousand show up. Yes, Rice beat the Thundering Herd seventy nine sixty seven. But the thing takeaway from this game was that Rice was the number one team in Conference USA. Marshall, a an improving team, a very much a so. resurgent team, and they're now eight and three in conference. But a lot of people didn't even have them anywhere near that record. Uh, I would say the coach for Rice. A little over six minutes to go in the game. It was 67-65 Rice, and she's going to wait a minute. They had been averaging beating everybody by 16 to 18 points a game in the league. It's a two-point game, six minutes to go, and then Rice 10-0 run and put the game away. Uh, they, they, hit, they had their player of the year preseason, did a good job. Nancy Mulkey, nine. she took 14 shots, made 12. Unbelievable. And it, 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 Grant was there. I was there. We were sitting there watching Rice shoots 32 of 47. Two-point shots, they took 31 shots and made 26. That's a pretty good percentage. 68% for the game. Uh, Marshall had more threes than twos. 13 threes, 10 twos. 79-67. Shana did her thing. And, Mar- you know, Tony said after the game, we were going to shoot threes. That was one of our goals. Nobody's tried that against them. And uh, they were sticking with them. Shana and uh, Taylor Porter. 17 or 33 between the two of them for threes. And that means Shane had a couple of them. She was about half court when she let it go. I mean, if I'm the Bryce coach, I'm going to let her shoot those. And guess what? Nothing but net. Nothing but net. 5 of 14, 10 of 23 for the game. She right. was also 6 of 8 from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of rebounds. 31 points. That's a Shana Gore line right there. And then Taylor Porter with her 19. That's your 50. 5 of 6. She was pretty good from behind. I would give her the ball more. Let her feel. If she's feeling three, it, go. There's two or three times when there was, there's the hand in the face, and you you could just, and it was nothing but net, nothing but net. But Tony also said Rice, uh, they're 11 and 0 for a reason. They run the clock very well. They get the good shots. They got the Player of the Year in uh, Erica Agwamike, who was a Player of the Week. Nancy Mulkey, six nine. There's no weak links on that team. They're 11 and 0 for a reason. They went to Western Kentucky on Thursday, won by 22, and came here and had a really scrap. And I'm sure Marshall's probably going was all over. You know what? We'd like to play him again. We'd like to play him again down in Texas. Be a good rematch. You know, because, I mean, I don't think anybody saw that coming. But, you know, they're getting twos. Marshall's getting threes. And it's they're, they're hanging. They, one of those games where you let them hang around, hang around. Six minutes ago, you're going, well, we still have a game. And then they had one more run than Marshall had, and, that, and they were able to put it away. But they're they're a good basketball team. So the good news is the thundering herd. I think even though with the loss, they kind of proved yeah. something to themselves. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, you know, Tony's in for the game. There's no such thing as moral victories. He says, you know, we biggest game we've ever been in, we got to a point, but then we weren't able to close, and Rice closes, and that's why they are where they are, and that's where we want to be. But it's and, good to have this game now. It's, yes. It teaches this team, okay, here's where you're at. We here's can play where, with them, but gotta mistakes, finish can't do it against, might be able to do it against FIU maybe, but against Rice, no. And now they go on the road for UAB middle. They're on a murderer's row, so to speak. Had Rice, UAB, Middle, and then uh, they come back to play Western, which are the top four teams in the league. So, but uh, that was a good start. They're on the road for two, and then they come back here to play Western. I think they'll be okay yeah. on the road. They're pretty good so far. I mean, last year they were what, three and thirteen. Now they're eight and three. So quite a turnaround. And <laughs> Paul, you watching that game? Marshall's short. I mean, I know Nancy Mulkey's <laughs> six foot nine, but uh, you just look out there. It's like. Unbelievable, and yet the coach has to be going, how only two points ahead? We're taller, we're faster, we're bigger, we're better, and we're only two points ahead. What's going on? 
the the center jump was unbelievable when uh, Nancy Malka, Nancy uh, Malky, I'm sorry, and uh, I think it was uh, Kadeja Brooks opening tip. Nancy's up here, and she was like looking her in the shoulder, you know, right about here. And there was a lot of pictures being taken of that opening tip. Rice won the tip, by the way. Hey, short girls <laughs> got hops sometimes. That's right. Get that girl a step ladder. But they didn't pay. One thing he liked, they didn't back down. They did not back down. So that's that's the kind of game that you'll grow from. And uh, they were disappointed. And uh, they'll work to get over the hump when they go to UAB in the middle. Yeah. They're 14-10 and 10 overall now, 8-3 and three in conference. Right. Ten and four at home, four and six on the road. But boy, yeah. they have been good as of late on the road. Right. They lost at Western Kentucky. Understandable. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one there. Uh, they lost at Southern Miss. Uh, that's going to be a tough one there. And they they lose against Rice. But now, as you mentioned, a yeah, they got UAB. They've got Middle Tennessee. Then their schedule's not as helter skelter. They're yeah. going to take on Western Kentucky on February twenty third, and they're going to take on Old Dominion on the road. Saturday, March 2nd, and then they'll have a March 7th game against right. FIU. There's a little bit of a break for those well, teams as opposed to the guys after Thursday not even know who you're going to play, when, where, how, and, you know, and these people know where they're going. Two down there, Western home, Bend Virginia, and then back home to wrap it up, and then off to Texas. As with the guys, it's just a matter of where you'll be for the first-round game. Marshall hoping for top five to get a to get the first-round bye. I don't know if it's going to happen though. It's no, it's not too, with the people they have to play. Yes, yeah, too tough of a road right now, and yeah. that's not to take anything away from. Them. But let's see, Marshall's got a home game on the twenty third, right? And then they've got a home game on the seventh, right? And this is the women's game, right? Okay, now I don't know what the cross schedule is going to look like just yet with the pods, but the dates are there. They've got five games to, to go with. They've got right. five dates, mm-hmm. and so. If you look at that schedule, again, I, I might be just off base here trying to forecast where that's going to happen, when that's going to happen, because it's going to be based on totally uh, just what their formula is going to be. But they've got, again, the uh, games on the 14th and 16th, and then uh, the February 23rd game is a TBA. So does Conference USA try to do a day-night there? Who's that with? Well, again, that's the TBA. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because the women play on the 23rd. Right. So, so the Conference USA try to do a day-night. And then again on the uh, 7th, well, you don't have to worry about the 7th. The 7th is uh, is clear for the men because right. they're playing on Saturday the 23rd, February 28th, which is a Thursday, right. uh, March 3rd, which is a Sunday, March 6th, a Wednesday, and March 9th, a Saturday. Now, they've oh. got five of those to get four in. Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, another busy week. Yeah, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they don't take the uh, Sunday option. That would be nice. That would kill the crowd. Yes. I think that kills your crowd. You take the Sunday option, you kill your crowd. If they have that option, they could be on the road for that one. Yeah, because you don't know. No, you don't. And then they've got Wednesday. Again, the Wednesday game might kill their crowd a little bit. Yeah. Back to church night. They're gonna have, if they're playing four and those aren't um, those aren't road games. They're gonna have to pick one. So we don't know, yeah. and I can't speculate because you know the seeds haven't been announced. Okay, yeah. here's who you're playing. Here you're playing them here it's or not road. Going to be Old Dominion or Western or UTSA like that, which it could have been. It's going to be La Tech, maybe UAB again, maybe a Middle again, one of the Florida schools. So it won't be. 
the big boys. Does that hurt you as far as uh, getting fans to come out those last two games if you're coming it out? It depends on how they read it. FIU or Rice. The second pod, do we really want to go? We can't move up. I mean, you know why they did this. But same point, as you mentioned earlier, it's all going to come down to the four days in Texas. They may start out a little bit lower than normal, but they'll have just as much a chance as anybody to win it, except they won't get the rest that the first four get on the buys. I'm kind of curious. I haven't done the math just yet, but is there a chance that they could fall to that third pod? Because right now they they're, drop two. They're six and six. Yeah, and UAB six and six. Or FAU UAB is, beat them. Yeah, yep. FAU is five and seven. Right. Rice is five and seven. FIU is five and seven. Louisiana Tech's five, five and, and seven. seven. Middle Tennessee five and seven. And that's who they're playing. So if be in middle. Okay, so Middle Tennessee could move up. They can move up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, Middle Tennessee's got to get past. Um, of course, not is, just is Marshall. Is that the hundred miles people? Hundred miles of hate. Yes. They got to get them first. Okay, they're not. They're not getting past Western Kentucky. No. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> nope. They're not getting past them because they've got them first on. They've got them on Valentine's Day. Definitely not going. That's to that. <laughs> that's date night there. Right. That's a that's a big date night there in Bowling Green. So they've got them on Valentine's Day, and we'll yeah. find out quickly if they're going to be five and eight. If they're five and eight, they're locked in that the bottom pod. Yes. I think. I think. Yes. Maybe not though, because again, uh, UAB is um, is up there. If UAB beats Marshall, then all of a sudden they move up to seven and six, and Marshall drops to six and seven. seven. And then, okay, what happens with the Florida schools? Well, the Florida schools, they have UTEP and Charlotte. Okay. So if you're going to beat two schools back-to-back, those are the two. Those are the winnables. Those are the winnables. So let's just, just for curiosity here, for fun. Again, we're completely speculating because, well, we have nothing else to go on. Yeah. But let's say – FIU and FAU win. So they're seven and seven. Okay. Okay, so they're seven and seven. Um and Marshall loses both of those games they that go they to have. Six and eight. They go six and eight. So all of a sudden they drop down to six and eight. And then Middle Tennessee, let's just say Middle Tennessee, for some reason, <laughs> beats Western Kentucky. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're Seven and seven, right? And Marshall six and eight, so they'll they'll jump them. Um, the the one curiosity here is Rice and Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Okay, so what's Rice got schedule wise? Rice will have to uh, contend with uh, actually. Uh, Who they Ri- get? Well, let's see. Okay, Rice has got FIU on the fourteenth, and they've got FAU on the sixteenth. Okay. Okay, if I'm reading and that correctly. Home. And then let's see where the Florida schools end up because, again, let me look at the schedule here one more time just to give you the correct schedule here. I might have misread that. So the final games for the, um, yeah, North Texas and Rice. Okay, so the, I'm sorry, the Florida schools have um, got North Texas and Rice. Okay. That's a, so that's it. That's, that's going to be, uh, no, they're not getting past North Texas. No. Completely forget this conversation. No, yeah. It didn't happen. No. <laughs> It was. It's interesting because that's where we're at right now. That's the, at least amongst ourselves, the highs the, and lows. That's the kind of the speculation. Yeah. Like, yeah. where is this going to end up? I mean, you know, they were hoping this might help out with uh, the NCAA committee with the top people playing each other again. And the women right now, they know where they're going. Start to finish, the guys are going to have to wait and see. And if you're in pod two or three, 
you just it's it's going to make it tough. When I you think go to you the tournament. I think you take this as a uh, tournament itself. Yeah. You, you this is tournament one. You've got two tournaments, right? And tournament one, you go out there do the very best you can. And then tournament two is, of course, for for all to, the marbles, right? All right, we're going to take our next break. We'll come back. We've got more here at the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan and the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback Dave Walsh with you here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you today from 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. If you don't know that address, you know it maybe as the Union Pub and Grill. Today's Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You can get that all day, all night long on Mondays right here at the Union Pub and Grill. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. The original light beer, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I've got the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. You know, Dave, at your age, I think maybe you've got got a little bit left in you because (laughs) if Garth Brooks can sign a week-long contract for spring training with the Pittsburgh Pirates... I think you've got a shot. Think so? Go for it. Yeah, I know. I think well, you can do it. That was kind of interesting to get word that Garth Brooks will be at spring training. You know, a little guitar action by night and uh, throwing a little curveball. See how the curveball goes. If he's pitching or in the field, outfield, see what kind of arm he's got. Now, of course, he's doing a lot of this. This is charity work he's doing. But what if Garth is out there and he performs so well? They pull him aside and say, "Hey, Garth, um, yeah. you know, Debo, we got you. We kind of, we're kind of a little, uh, little weak right here in this position. Yeah. You're actually the best option we've got. What do you think? Yeah. And then Garth looks at him and thinks, "Okay, uh, how much are you paying me? And does it pay me more than a filled-out stadium? Yes. I can fill your stadium out probably better than you can. And make more in one night. And make more in one <laughs> night. Yes." I don't know it's baseball, though. They can maybe pony up the cash. I'm sure there's ways you can. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but no. they can pony up some cash. But it's still going to be uh, an interesting thing. He goes there and a lot of chances to talk a little outside of the, the musical realm and uh, maybe some stuff you'll latch on to down the road. What if the designated hitter there goes go. through? What if it goes through? National League teams can now finally use the designated hitter, and then you bring out there Garth you Brooks as your designated hitter. That would be interesting, except there's an old friend of mine who would He's not with us anymore, but I remember when Ernie Salvatore was alive, my friend. We used to have heated arguments. He was Mr. Anti-DH, and I was the other way around. Okay, why was he – since he's not he's here. He's old why, school. He was old school. Well, I know he's old school, but come on. Do you really want to see the pitcher strike out and now, three times? I'm old school, too. Yeah. I mean, because the National League is the better league, but come on. We I, used to do that all the time. I can get on board with this. Let's let's know. Let's get an actual hitter out there. Exactly. So, Ernie, how many strikeouts did Nolan Ryan get that were of the number nine hitter? How many? As opposed to sending up somebody that uh, you got to respect, that you got to respect. And there was, a, I think, there was talk at one point here recently that maybe both leagues might. But then I saw a flash one day. No changes. So, you know, American League you will, National League you won't. Let's do it. Let's make it Pitcher happen. Pitcher comes up. Double switch, bunt, whatever. Let's you know do it. Yeah. Make it happen. Both leagues play by the same rules. And then you got the World Series when you're in the American League Park. You DH it, National League Park. Pitcher's got a hit. No. Just, Throw that out. Let's have a uniform. Make it every – because after all, you're talking about one uniform game here all yes. of a sudden. And that opens up some opportunity for Garth Brooks to say, maybe get a, a short season contract here and yeah. just roll up on a on a Tuesday night and he's your DH. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, 
old school. When you play in the National League ballpark, you, the way you manage a ball game is different than if you have the uh, designated hitter. Do I let him hit? I'm going to pull him. I'm going to do this, do that. DH, hey, I've got pop, I've got uh, Big Poppy batting four times in a game. Ain't hard to send him up. Wasn't hard to make a choice to make his, put him in a three-hole, let him swing four times, and the pitcher just sit over there and keep his arm warm. What if you open this up? You could have – this could be a gimmick. Yeah. You could just have the DH open up to, like, musicians, <laughs> other athletes. Yeah. Yeah. What if you now did batting this? number 22, Garth Brooks. I mean, you could do that. You could yeah. make that happen, and you could just completely, hey, look, I get to see Garth Brooks hit. Yes. And then he's going to perform after the game. Right. Yeah. He's got One minute he's wearing 22, next minute he's in his uh, guitar clothes. Could be interesting. Who what a great you, move by the Pirates. Let him come there for a week, and they're, they're going to make the most of it. Who would they're you have, though? Who would you have, though, be a DH that's not a traditional athlete? Uh, no baseball players, non-baseball? Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks level. Yeah. Not a baseball uh, player. Let's see, Garth Brooks. Who would you have? Oh, Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley. Okay, Brad Paisley could be the DH for what team though? Doesn't matter. He can be a DH. Uh, okay. DH. DH. Might as well, hey, might as well do it for my team, Red Sox. Okay, so he's going to be a DH for the. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's do Chicago White Sox. Okay, he's a what? They need some help. No, no. Okay. How about out west? How about out west, one of the West Coast teams? Only thing is, if he bats at night at 10 o'clock, we won't know what he did. So we've got to keep him on the East Coast. Oh, we won't know. Hey, might as well put him in pinstripes. We won't know. Let's put him in pinstripes. Somebody will know. Yankees have the money. Let's do it. Let's put him with the Yankees. It could open, this could have opened up that career. Paisley batting with the Yankees. This could have opened up that career for Wayne Gretzky. Yes. Because he wanted to play baseball. Yeah. Swings a little different, but he, you know, he's got the hand-eye coordination for it. He probably would have made more money too. <laughs> I don't know if he'd have won his championships that he did no. and set all the records, but yeah, yeah you could had, you could had superstars from country music. It, let's not keep it just. Well, I mean, it might make more sense for country music. How about? Um, he might be a little, too bit old right now. How about Mick Jagger? No. Wow. Old timer day. I don't think he in his prime <laughs> could hit. Okay. I think Brad Paisley and uh, Garth are two of our better choices at the moment. The rest of them are escaping me at the moment. Tim McGraw. There you go. Here's something. Oh, there you go, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw would have been a great baseball player, Hootie, right? Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, what's his name? The guy with Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie. Hootie. Hey, he'd be a good one. <laughs> but no, Tim. Hey, I like McGraw. That'd be awesome. What about and back? He could have Tim could have his other half sing national anthem. What about the Toby Keith? There you go. Toby Keith could have been a, a DH. There you go. Um, I don't think Keith Urban would would be good enough, but Randy Travis, uh, maybe Eric Church, maybe Chris Stapleton. <laughs> he can keep the beard too. Randy Travis. Uh, let's see. You you mentioned you mentioned Paisley. Who else could do this here? Um, How about Billy Ray Cyrus? You know that's actually not off base. In Cincinnati, Billy Ray Cyrus, DH Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. Okay, or Pittsburgh. Okay. Okay, that could work. Of course, um, we're on a roll now. Yeah, I mean, we got quite a team. We're, we're, we're the all music team here. <laughs> we're just going to have to watch like the celebrity softball game yeah, right. uh, and see who's actually good. Who's in from country music who's on the celebrity softball game, right? And see who's good, and then get them a get them a contract for spring training the following yeah, five year. Or six good options there, though. I would take that team. Yeah, I would sell more tickets probably. Yeah, 
and don't limit the country music. I mean, I, I can't think of anyone uh, off the top of my head who could have been the DH here, but no. But I think your choices for from the country world very apropos. Any of those guys would put people would put. Is there anyone say people in the seats? Well, you know, Garth Brooks is going to put people oh, in yes. the seats. Many seats, many people. Tim McGraw would, Brad Paisley would, Hootie would, Randy Travis, Blake Shelton. How about Blake Shelton? Possibility there. Yeah. That's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, now, am I thinking? Uh, we got quite a team going here. Am I thinking going. now? Am I thinking then? Am I okay. thinking, you know, all time here? Am I thinking just currently? <laughs> all right. The phone number three zero four three nine nine eight two five five. Toll free is eight seven seven four two zero eight two five five. Mark's joining us. Go ahead. You're on the drive. Hey, gentlemen. I just wanted to chime in on your crazy conversation about uh, <laughs> stars participating in the uh, batting order. And I, okay. first, I'm not a proponent at all of the uh, designated hitter. I think it's, it's kind of crazy, to be honest about it. But just envision this. If you had Garth Brooks coming to, to pitch hit for uh, or, or to bat ninth for the, the uh, Pirates, and he was asked to bunt, or a pitcher actually throws the ball and loses a little bit of control and hits him in the hand and breaks his hand, how many millions of dollars – is a baseball team going to be willing to fork up to compensate for him not to be able to play for a summer? Man, hey, wait for cold water on this. <laughs> They'd probably have him sign I a mean, waiver. You, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think Lloyds of London would even for uh, honor a uh, insurance policy and something like that. Yeah. They couldn't write one that high. No, and Garth is probably not going to take that job anyway because, again, on one night, he could probably sell out PNC one night and probably make as much in one night as most of those guys on contract could make all year. He'd be good. He'd be all right. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. All right, gentlemen, you have a good evening. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. So, yeah, just throw some cold water on that. There you go. What if they get hurt? What if they take one? What if he gets beamed? He comes up to bat and takes one upside the noggin. And here I was having fun. And then, hey, and then he charges the mound. <laughs> here we go. I know. I'd pay I'm, money to see Garth Brooks charge the mound. Yeah. Just Russ, take a picture out. Hey, a little chin music. Let him go, baby. And who's going to who's gonna be on the wrong side of Garth Brooks? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the fans will be cheering for That's Garth. Right. The officials will be like, no, we can't take sides in this one. we got to let Garth go. They're going to separate him now let him go. Let him go. Just keep right back. May the best man win. That would be that would that would be interesting. I can see that. Yeah, I like our uh, all music team. It's getting there. Quick timeout. We continue on. This is the drive. ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. You're listening to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Welcome back to the Union Pub and Grill for tonight's edition of the drive on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. We're here at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Now, every Monday, you've got the Monday special. And it's not me and Dave Walsh. It's the $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots, and then us. Yes. I don't know. I think I rank up. And then what I like, your little venture off to the uh, country and western all-star baseball team. What a lineup we're slowly piecing together. Thankfully, the off-the-air show is never going to be broadcast. <laughs> I know, and then one gentleman just called in and, and threw white, what did you say, cold water right on it. Thanks, man. Takes one on the hand, broken hand, done. Thanks. <laughs> Guess what? what? Football is back, yes. Dave Walsh. They played yet two, four games, wasn't it? The Alliance of American Football, and it actually didn't suck. No kickoff. That's good. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
the only thing I've watched, what I watched, I was going, who are these people? I was. I didn't care. Some of the names were not household, so to speak, but no. You know, everybody ever thought the Super Bowl was over? No, this is another one. And don't forget, a year from now, there's another league. XFL. Yeah. I don't know. The XFL might be a year too late. Yeah. Mr. Luck's going to be commissioner. Because I know these guys. Uh, the Alliance—they're not competing with the NFL. No. The XFL wants to beat. They're not going to directly go head to head, but no. they are considering themselves a competitor to the NFL. But what the Alliance is doing is they've like a, they've got a clear field. They're almost like, hey, look, we're a developmental league. Almost we're our own thing, but we're going to play. NFL-style football, we're going to make it our own, but it's still going to be NFL-style football. It's not like you're going to, say, the Canadian Football League, hoping that someone yeah. sees you and then you maybe you get an offer. You get seen here, you're playing American-style football. You're playing a game that's similar and close to the NFL, and so someone's got better tape on you. Right. And, and, they're, and they're in the big cities, eight good cities. And the games I've watched... There were people in the stands. There was a lot of people there to see what was going Yeah, to, to check it out. Now, the good news is people did check it out. The ratings for this uh, were better than the NBA game between the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's with James Harden. <laughs> so people were yeah. checking it out. Now, what will week two look like? That's going to be true. the deciding factor. Will people come back? Because it was a curiosity factor. Like, okay, let's see what this looks like, if it's going to be any good. And they really didn't do anything that was like, oh, no, what are you they doing? They didn't get gimmicky. No, that's the good thing. They got gimmicky with the XFL. I was ready to embrace the XFL years ago, and then they got gimmicky with it real yeah. quick. Yeah. And nobody wants a rugby scrum for the football. <laughs> no. And then, you know, put the ball on a uh, uh, what, what, 30 or whatever it was and start instead of a kickoff and getting somebody. Right. Whatever, and let's go. And that speeds the game up a little bit. Yeah. Hey, let's play football. Yeah. So I didn't know what to expect. What did you think overall? Style of play, gameplay. I'll say this: uh, the Orlando Apollos might be my favorite team, exactly. only because the uh, the old ball coach oh, is yeah. there. He put some points on the board. Sure did. And I think one of the teams, maybe it was him, the play that the Eagles used in the Super Bowl, that showed up. I think the ball coach called that one and got the similar result. Touchdown. So, uh, you know, they're going to get creative, but they're not going to get crazy. Like you said with gimmicky, they're going to, you know, so what, no kickoff. But other than that, they say, hey, mano a mano, let's play ball, run in, throw it. And over the course of time, you'll learn who these names are on the back of the jersey. I know one name already, Shan Washington. He played for the San Antonio Commanders. Okay. And he just destroyed the San Diego Fleet's quarterback. Huge sack. You don't see that these days in the NFL. Just, oh, nowadays you sack and there comes a flag. Oh, no. <laughs> Blew him up. Yeah. And you see that more often. I think fans are going to go, hey, this is all right. Yeah. You don't see that kind of play anymore. I mean, it was a huge just social media viral hit, and that will bring some fans. Now, you don't want to get to the point where you're causing injury. No. That's still in mind, but it, that was a big-time hit. But there were some crazy hits in the NFL this year with quarterbacks. You felt like if you touched a certain number 12, Hanky was coming out regardless of what you did. This guy got rocked. And, hey, hey, get up and play on the next play. That's part of the game. You know, the smart thing is, I don't know what the XFL is going to do partnership-wise and what they're going to do, but the alliance is very smart. Again, they're not billing themselves as a competitor. No. They are, hey, look, 
NFL plays here. After that, you know what? Here's an opportunity for these guys that maybe were on the cusp of getting in the NFL. They got an opportunity now. They can maybe show themselves off, maybe make a name for themselves, maybe get into the NFL, or maybe this turns into something where if you can't quite make the NFL but you're still a good football player, you have an opportunity. You might not make the big dollars that you make in the NFL. You're getting paid. You're getting paid because we've seen guys who have played these – Outlaw football leagues, and we've seen a lot of that in Huntington. Right. With every silly iteration <laughs> of low rent indoor arena football you could possibly have in Huntington. Right. And it was all terrible. Right. I mean, they tried. It, they tried. it seemed like it got worse. It did. It got worse. The play got worse. The management got worse. The ownership got worse. And it was just a joke by the yeah. time it was all said but and done. But it seems like with these guys, the, the management people did their homework. Right. They they went armed and ready to go instead of fly by the you know they I mean, got a plan and we'll see. Yes, Steve Spurrier, you got Mike Singletary, you got you got legitimate names. I don't think I didn't look at the roster see if there's any Marshall guys out there. I did not get in. I didn't deep. see one. There might be someone that I didn't see anybody. Okay. So these guys are partnering with the NFL. I mean, come on, the broadcast NFL Network's actually broadcasting yeah. some of the games. Yeah, NFL Network and I think CBS Sports Network had a couple of right. So uh, I mean, it's not like you're on some channel you can't find. They're findable. But it's one week. It's one week. What does week two, two look like? Two and three. There, you mentioned it because uh, XFL first week was great. Then the bottom fell out. These guys, they know they have something that they might be able to capitalize on, and now they're going to do much as they can to make week two worth you coming back to check us out again. Plus, here's here are the good things. Officiating seemed a little bit more transparent. Right. You got to be actually in the booth for the call and everything. So, I think for the television viewer, not necessarily. I don't know what the the on, on stadium, site. yeah, I don't know if the stadium experience is going to be compared, but as a television viewer, you get to kind of see what's going on with the replay, everything else, so you, you've seen more of that. Of course, I like big hits. We all do. Yeah. Also, the fact that you look at this league and the NFL might go, hey, this, is, this isn't this is terrible here. This is pretty good, and it gives us an opportunity to kind of you know, scout some talent here. Right. I right. think I, I, I think I saw else the NFL's done. Now they can just observe. Yeah, they can observe. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, and you don't have the situation where it's uh, playing consecutively with the NFL. It's afterwards. It's spring ball. Yeah, and you're not going to play on Sunday and turn around and play on Thursday. Right. I like it. It's good. I know. We'll see what the XFL. The XFL's got some work to do yes. because. I didn't know much about the Alliance. Week one, I'm in. I'll watch. Yeah. When do the Bengals uh, get a sister team? There you go. Well, something. You know, the uh, the NFL, maybe your partners a little bit with this. I'm like, okay, hey, you guys, go, you know, we're kind of partners. And so I've got a, uh, I've got a farm team in Cincinnati. The Cincinnati something. So I'll come up with that. That's going to do it from this edition of the Union Pub and Grill. For the young thundering her quarterback, Dave Walsh, on Paul Swan. Uh, back in the studio tomorrow to do it all over again. want to thank my producer, as always. Um, he's one of the guys that uh, get us on the air every Monday, and we can't do it without him. He's Jason Toy. For Jason back in the studio, for Dave, and, of course, the fine staff here at the Union Pub and Grill, I'm your host, Paul Swan. This has been The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.